This episode contains adult language and topics that may be disturbing for some listeners. Such topics include suicide, drug use, physical or sexual abuse of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, buddy. We had such a good weekend magnet fishing at Lake Mead. We had a great time magnet fishing, and we almost came up with the big one. Yep. We were like an hour too early. We left at like 10 o'clock, and they found another body in a barrel at like 11. That's crazy. In the exact spot we were in. We were in the exact spot we needed to be. We have pictures of where we were swimming out and stuff and throwing our magnets and trying to find. We found barrels, but we weren't in the right spot. Yeah, we found plenty of barrels, but none had bodies. That's like the new sport around here is going to Lake Mead and seeing what you can find. Well, it was pretty fun, so <laughs> I'm glad we have our magnet fishing sets and we can do it again. Yep. We need a boat next time, though. I think we're missing the boat. If we can find a boat or kayaks or something like that to get us out into the water. Yeah. Well, I'm going to buy kayaks before you come out again. <laughs> well, perfect. Then we'll definitely <laughs> yeah. be able to get it. Yep. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about a Jane Doe from our neck of the woods. She's from where we're from. Well, we don't know where she's from, but... She was found where we're from. Yeah. Part of the reason why we're doing a Jane Doe this week is because we're going to be starting a new TikTok series called The Doe You Know. So if anybody's interested in these John and Jane Doe cases that we do every once in a while, like I said, we're going to be starting a TikTok series about John and Jane Doe's because a lot of them don't have enough information for a full podcast episode. And you can follow us at From Crime to Crime on TikTok and Instagram. And then I think we have a Twitter, but Grant doesn't do it. And <laughs> we definitely then I have make a, Twitter. a fake one and then I have no, no followers. So. so that's true. There are definitely two Twitters. One is fake and one is real. So if you do want to follow us on Twitter, From Crime, the number two crime. So From Crime to Crime, but number two. And the fake one is crime underscore from. So and if you go there, you might see <laughs> some online bullying going on and it would be Erica. So yeah, I was going to say it's not really technically <laughs> fake. I mean, it's me. I just it's, made it's it for use. one specific reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's in use, but it's the bully, so stay out of her way. All right, so the case today takes place Labor Day weekend 2009. So Jason Aldean's big green tractor was number one, just so you know. We'll just get that right out of the way. Yeah, you know, I don't know why, but every time I forget that you're going to give me that anyway, so I do think it's funny every single time, so. (laughs) I know. So in Orange County that weekend, people were at the river, spending the day at the beach, barbecuing, or mostly everybody in Orange County is at the street fair Labor Day weekend. Yeah. 2009, I can almost guarantee that's where I was. Yeah, that's where we were for sure. (laughs) Thank you for telling me where I was. Yeah. But a guy named John, who was the vice president of sales and marketing at a company called Pasternak Enterprises, is obviously a workaholic because instead of being at the street fair... He was headed into the office to catch up on some work while everybody was away for the long weekend. And the commercial complex that his company was in was right off the 405 and the 55 by John Wayne Airport. And we're pretty familiar with Irvine and this area. So on a holiday weekend or any weekend for that matter, those commercial complexes are usually like a ghost town. There's nobody around. 100%. 
all over the place. Yeah. There's just nobody around. During the week, they're packed full of people all yeah. over the place. But yeah, during the weekend, it's pretty bare. Some of the bigger companies have like security that drives around and stuff, but a lot of the smaller ones don't. So when John pulled in, he was the only person there. And when he pulled into the parking lot, he saw something terrible. In the middle of the parking lot, he saw the charred body of a woman lying face down, almost in like a fetal position. Oh, man. Yeah. So he drove a few spaces past her and pulled into a spot and called 911 right away. You're just going in to get some work done, you know, like no big deal. And you get this. Like, it's yeah. a good thing he did because, like we said, it was a long weekend. If nobody had gone in or if he hadn't gone in, nobody would have gone in until Tuesday that about next week. Yep. So when the authorities arrived, they started trying to identify her and put together what had happened to her. From her body, they discovered that she'd been beaten, strangled, and then set on fire in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. So everything happened in the same location. They don't think she was dumped. They think it all happened there. Well, they don't know if she was beaten and strangled there, but she was set on fire in that parking lot. Right. In that spot where she was found. Okay. So they also surmised that she was young, probably late teens, early 20s, black, about six feet tall and 150 pounds, which is pretty thin for being that tall. Absolutely. Yeah. She had both of her ears pierced, but no earrings. And her hair was short and curly, maybe three inches long or so. And she had no tattoos. So, like I said, the authorities believe she was set on fire in the parking lot in the same position that she was found in based on, like, the burn patterns of her clothes and stuff. Mm, man. And it was probably sometime between 11 p.m. and, like, 8.30 a.m. that morning when John found her. Because the cleaning crew from the office complex left at 11, and obviously there was no body in the parking lot when they left. Okay, so you said that, like, from the burn pattern on her clothes and whatnot, was there any kind of, like, accelerant? with her or anything like that to kind of make those burn patterns because I would think that would play a role in it. Yeah, so fire investigators estimated that less than a gallon of gas was used to burn her body. Wow. And the fire probably burned itself out. Like, it wasn't put out by anybody. Probably wasn't very long, but it was probably very hot. Yeah, and they also found a blue lighter near the body. Like just a regular old Bic kind of one? Yeah, just a blue lighter. Yeah. Some of the clothing that she was wearing was able to be identified, like some animal print shorts that were multicolored and a black camisole blouse and what was left of a bra and a black skirt and a pair of women's size 10 black strappy like six inch heels that had like zippers on them. They were very like unique almost like if you knew somebody with those shoes, you'd be like, oh, those are Susie's shoes. Like, I know those shoes. Yeah, they sound like they would stand out. And, you know, obviously with her physical stature, she would probably stand out as well. Yeah, because with those shoes on, she would have been like 6'6". Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, to give that kind of a comparison, I know Kobe's 6'6", Michael Jordan's 6'6", so pretty tall. You know, obviously 6'6 is not short, and she would definitely have to literally stand out in a crowd. Yeah, and those shoes were the only identifiable tag or like brand name that was left on any of her articles, like everything else had been burned off or maybe wasn't there to begin with. They were Glaze brand and they were manufactured by a company called Elegance Enterprises. Hmm. Is that like a common brand? Like would that be sold at Walmart? I don't I don't know. I haven't heard of that brand. So like is that like a yeah. Nordstrom purchase or what? No, no, no. From everything I've read, it's like a discount shoe oh, okay. brand. They sell to like discount shoe stores. Okay, that makes sense. So they were also able to pull unknown male DNA from underneath her fingernail. 
Bowls. Wow. But they ran it and they got no hits. Wow. So that was kind of a dead end. But what they didn't find at the scene was kind of sucky. I mean, they didn't find a purse. They didn't find a wallet. No phone. No ID. Nothing that would tell them who their victim was. That makes sense, though, if she's a teenager. Like, you know. Yeah. No ID. Like, teenager wouldn't have any kind of ID or anything like that. Yeah. It does get harder to believe that she's older when you start thinking about there being no record of her. Yeah. Because it's really hard to, like, never have had a driver's license. Like, if you're an adult, you've done certain things that make a footprint of your life, a paper trail of your life. Yeah, you would have had to. I mean, in most circumstances, like, I still think that there's, you know, those underground sex trafficking rings where people exist but are not on any kind of documents no matter how old they are yeah i mean it's possible to i'm just saying it's very unlikely yeah especially as we get in some of the details of her she doesn't seem like she's in a sex trafficking ring oh so well i mean she had no tattoos oh yeah and usually in sex trafficking rings they get a certain kind of brand tattoo yeah on them for obvious reasons yeah So they canvass local motels and hotels, gas stations, stores. I mean, like we said, she was a six foot tall woman wearing six inch heels. Like somebody should have been like, oh, yeah, I saw her. Yeah. You know, like that stands out. Absolutely. Anybody who's six, six stands out. Yeah. But nothing. No one recognized her. Nobody was like, oh, yeah. Even if they didn't know who she was, nobody was like, oh, yeah, she was in here yesterday. So they tried surveillance cameras in the commercial area and at local gas stations to see if they could see any cars being weird or people buying gas like in a gallon or a bottle or something to take it with them. But no luck. Just nothing. Hmm. But luckily, her face hadn't been burned too severely, and she was still recognizable. So they were able to make a composite sketch and push her description to local media and all that kind of stuff. And they printed out flyers with this sketch and handed them out everywhere. Still nothing. Like, all of this leads to nothing. So it would make you think that she may not be from the Orange County area. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, mean, that's that's kind of what I would think. I mean, honestly, like somebody standing at 6'6 in these shoes would stand out. Yeah. Okay, so her face wasn't burnt too badly. So like what about her dental records? Were they able to pull anything of that from her teeth? Yes, they checked her dentals and it appeared she had never had any dental work done in the past. Ever. Yeah, there was no evidence of fillings or any kind of dental work. And her records didn't match any in their databases or any of the, like, access that they had to any local dentists or anything like that. So the dental records led nowhere. Yeah. So they checked with local ERs and urgent cares to see if anybody came in with, like, burns on their hands. Like, maybe the perpetrator burned himself when he was trying. But nothing. Wow. Okay, so were they able to take her fingerprints and DNA or anything like that from the body if it wasn't? Yes, they did. They were able to get her fingerprints and her DNA, and it was run through their systems, and she'd never been arrested, and there was no DNA matches or anything, which is another reason why it's like, I don't know about if she was a sex worker, it doesn't feel like she had been doing it for that long. Yeah. Because she's never been arrested. She doesn't have any tattoos. She's never been arrested. It feels hard to believe that she was involved in any kind of sex trafficking ring or sex work. And if she was, it couldn't have been for very long. So when we say she's, you know, late teens, are we thinking she could be as young as 16? Or like, are we thinking she's probably closer to like 19, 20? Um, I'm not sure. Based on her height, I would say like 18, 19, okay. you know. But yeah, that makes sense. I don't know, but some people maybe maybe six feet tall at 16. I don't know. I've totally. never been 
lucky <laughs> close enough Close to, to that. <laughs> not even close. Not even so on I a I have ladder. no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, height feels like a foreign. I can't even do enough research on height to speak on that topic. So I don't know. But I don't know too many 16-year-olds that are six feet tall. No, definitely not. But on the other hand, I do know a couple. So, <laughs> And in girls, typically, they get taller sooner than later, you know? So you yeah. would think, so I mean, that I think doesn't really rule her out age-wise because she could have been very tall at 14 and then that was it. Yeah. So, of course, until they identify her, they don't know. It's all right. a guess. But she's young. I mean, she's not 50. Yeah, she was definitely. a young woman. So they're left with what was on her. When she was murdered, because fingerprints, dentals, DNA of her and what could be the perpetrator under her fingernails, like nothing was a hit. So they're left with only what was with her when she was murdered. And like we mentioned, the only thing that they could really identify was those shoes. So they were glazed brand, size 10, like we said. So they checked with the manufacturer. Then the manufacturer told them all the retail stores that sold these type of shoes, including the online retailers, but nobody recognized her. Like, they went to the retail stores, and they were like, do you know this lady? And they're like, no. Which, I don't know that they would remember somebody buying one pair of shoes. Right. Although, those are very specific shoes, and she was a very specific type of person. So, it's she would stand out, being so tall. Yeah, but like at a Ross, are they going to remember her? Like, she's going to walk up to the counter with a pair of shoes and pay for them and leave. Like, I mean, it's not like these shoes are being sold at a store where an associate is helping you try them on and having a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's it it makes sense that nobody remembered her. Like, because of the type of stores that these shoes are sold in. Okay. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. So, once again, dead end. Just... No trace of her. So, like, they have no idea who this this woman is. She just, or a person, I mean, it's a woman, but it's a young girl. This young girl, is. she just kind of showed up. That's it? That's it. They're just, like, at a dead end. They tried everything. Like, it's, I know we still have missing people and, like, unsolved cases and stuff like that, but it just seems like anything that happens in 2000, anything, we should be able to solve. You know, it's it's crazy when you hear these stories and they're like, oh, that's recent. And we still don't know who that person is. Like, you know, which takes me down these rabbit holes of people who are, again, born into kind of not society, not born into society and then never really join. If you know what I mean, they don't have names or like they don't have social security cards. Like they're not an identified part of society. You know what I mean? Right. But there's other explanations for it too. Like she could have been from out of the country. So yeah, there wouldn't be a record of her if she just got here. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. There's a lot of other explanations than your, I know you love that sex trafficking theory. Like that's your bread and butter. You use it on every Jane Doe. Well, it's because it's it's how you, it, it can, it can solve so much and it makes sense. Right. But when they do solve them, that's almost never the story. So in fact, I can't think of one case that's ever been the story. So this is well, like something you made up in your head. It's so, completely that. And I've just I know locked that. onto it. It's totally I know that. you lock onto it super hard. So I'm going to try to go through other things that it could be. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be like mean or anything, but it's like. Oh, it's not, you're not. Hang on. No. <laughs> Let me pull I'm up not. the comment. I'm just trying to come up with other explanations, like the fact that her parents could be deceased, so they're not looking for her. She could have been a kid in the system. Her parents are in jail or passed away, and she aged out of foster care and totally that could definitely on her own. Like there's, 
Yes. There's a lot of things that it yeah. could be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I still like mine the most because it's, you know, it's really it's the most out there one. But yeah, no, you're probably right. There probably are a lot of other reasons. I feel like you like that theory because that answer wraps everything up in a neat, tidy bow and you love solve things. I have to have it solved. I know you do. So I like to solve it that way. And then it's solved and I can move on with my night. Right. But sometimes it's not so neat and tidy. And I think you like it that way because there's a clear bad guy on how this person slipped through the cracks. Yeah, I want someone to be mad at. That's true, too. Yeah, and when when it's just sucky circumstances and somebody slips through the cracks, like a system that's broken or parents that don't take care of their kids, you know, like, that's hard to think about. It sucks. That hurts my But heart. it happens. Yeah. yeah. But it does happen. Well. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Well, that's it. We just don't know. So thanks no, for no, tuning. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There's more. You... Yeah, well, there's more. There's more to what? You just said we don't know anything else. Well, we don't know anything else about Jane Doe. But a year after her body was found in November of 2010, the unknown male DNA from under her fingernail scrapings hit. What? Mm -hmm. Yep. It hit? Okay. All right. Okay. So who, who did it come back to? What did it hit on? So the DNA hit on a guy named Zenaido Baldivia Guzman. Yeah, he was from Santa Ana, and he had been arrested on a domestic violence charge. And so his DNA was put in the system. And Wow. Hit. Yep. So Zenaido was from Santa Ana, which is right down the road from where this woman's body was dumped in Irvine. Do you think it's Zenaido? Well, it's spelled Z-E-N-A-I-D-O, so I'm going with Zenaido. Okay. And if he doesn't want it to be pronounced Zenaido, he shouldn't spell it Zenaido. <laughs> Why? Is Zenito a, a name? I have no idea. I just, I'm really enjoying this. Okay. So he confessed. The Zenito Guzman confessed almost immediately when he was confronted about this. He's just like, yep, I did that. <laughs> wow. But he also said that he didn't kill her alone. Oh. His brother, Gabino Baldivia Guzman, also helped him kill her. Okay. Did they explain why? Uh, yes. Okay. They pick up Gabino. And he also confesses. And their stories pretty much match up. They said they were drinking Friday night, September 4th, somewhere in Santa Ana. And they decided they wanted to go out and pick up a sex worker. Together? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I think there's more going on with these brothers than I'm comfortable with. But let's go. Let's keep going because there's way more problematic shit that goes on here. so. So they leave wherever they're drinking in their work van. And they say they came across a woman who matched Jane Doe's descriptions. Six foot something, black woman. So Gabino says that he negotiated the terms of their arrangement, like from the driver's seat. And she agreed on the terms and she got into the passenger seat of the van. But when she got in, she was unaware that Zenaido was in the back. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so the brothers say that when this little shocking detail comes up, that there's two of them, they say that she got really upset and wanted out. She's like, this is not what I agreed to. This is a totally different situation. I'm not yeah. comfortable with it. Let me out. They confess to like her just being like, yeah, she hated the whole thing and we just kept going. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they were not going to let her out because they were like, nah. We're doing this. She started screaming, obviously trying to get out of the van. This is when the brothers say they pulled her into the back seat and they started hitting her to get her to comply with them and stop screaming. 
But they both say that when she started to fight back because they were beating her, she was a lot stronger and had a lot more fight in her than they had anticipated. And they had to strangle her to get her to stop, which is when a bone in her neck broke and killed her. Oh, man. Man. So. What? Like... All for what? Like, because you and your drunk brother wanted to have a freaking weird three-way? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what a confession, you know? Like, yeah, me and my brother decided we were going to have sex together. Yeah, Uh, like, you're confessing to murder, which is terrible enough, but then also to, like, doing (laughs) weird sex stuff with your brother. That's kind of weird. Yeah, to incest. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uncomfortable all the way around. I would have taken that to the grave. I would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. So... That does not go anywhere. Yeah. So the brothers admit that they didn't know what to do after they had killed her. So they just drove to this empty parking lot and used a can of gas that they already had in their work van. Oh, my God. To light her body on fire and try to get rid of evidence and try to make her ID a little bit harder. And they also tossed her personal belongings, like her cell phone and stuff, out the window somewhere. This is absolutely wild. They confessed that they murdered her, but they don't know who she is either. So we have an answer, but not to who she is. Whew, that's that's bananas. Yeah, which is kind of another really shitty thing. It's like, okay, you murdered her, and you didn't want the police to be able to identify her. Like, you didn't take a peek at her ID or anything before you got rid of it. Like, you sure you don't know who she is? Or, like, you didn't exchange names. Like, don't you open up with, like, hi, I'm Gabrielle, or whatever her name would be? I'm not certain that sex workers always use their real names, though, but... But still, a name to start somewhere. Yeah, it would have been a lead. You know? So, huh. Yeah. So the All brother, right. she could have gone by Stardust, and maybe somebody down, you know, yeah, down in Long Beach knew who Stardust was, right? So the the brothers plead not guilty at trial because the state was <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, they admitted it. Yeah, I know, but the, so they tried them separately, <laughs> and the state tried them for like first degree murder or premeditated murder. So they pled not guilty because their defense is. That we didn't premeditate it. It just happened. And the state's argument is that they went out willingly looking for a sex worker to murder. Like, they chose to do that, so it's premeditated. Oh, wow. So, they plead not guilty. So, there's no question of who did it. Everybody's in agreement of who did it. But the state wants first-degree murder, and they were like, no, we're not pleading to that because we didn't plan it. Which it's like, uh, okay, this feels like semantics, but okay. It it does feel like semantics, but obviously it comes down to, you know, the charges that they're able to get. First-degree, I would assume, comes with the death penalty, even though it's California and, you know, there's whatever going on with that. But I would think second degree, does that come with what, like up to 50 years in prison or something? Yeah, it's significantly less time, I'm sure. Yeah. So they're not yeah. going to plead to first degree murder because they're like, no, we didn't premeditate it. So they go to trial any Well, they're tried separately and Zenado goes to trial first. Was he the like the leading guy or was it his brother? Was it both of them equally? I like, feel like it was both of them equally, but Zenado was the one who was in the back seat. Gabino was the one that was driving. Gotcha. Okay. So Zenado went to trial in 2016 and it ended in a mistrial because the jury couldn't decide either if it was first degree or pre. That's stupid. Uh huh. So then. Like, that's really, really dumb. Like, okay. Yeah. 
we'll just go with the lesser one then. (laughs) No, they because they can only do that if the state presents that. Like if the state presented first and second degree, they could go with second degree. But the state only presented first degree. That's the same shit why Casey Anthony got off. Because they wanted murder charges. They didn't give the jury any other option. I see. Okay. All right. I gotcha. I'm on the same page. I get you. So his trial ends in a mistrial. Then Gabino was supposed to go to trial later that year, but that's it. That's all the public information that's available. It just stops? Yeah. The mistrial happened in 2016 for Zenaido, and Gabino never went to trial. And there's a lot of rumors on the internet and everything that the charges were dropped and they were released and deported and all kinds of speculation on the internet. But there's nothing about a retrial. There's nothing about Gabino's trial being postponed. Nothing. It's just like that was the end of the story in 2016, which is already five years after they were arrested. Six years after they arrested. Wow. That, I, I hate that answer. Like, I don't like when this kind of stuff happens. I hate it. So... Yeah, me too. It just, it's in, yeah, well, good. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So that didn't satisfy me. Every other podcast and news article about this and everything, it's like, that cannot be the end of it. So I dug a little bit deeper because I'm like, these guys better not have been released. Yeah, yeah. And I did find that they have not been released. They are still in custody in the Orange County Superior Court System. Well, that's at least a positive. Yeah. So it turns out that some of that is true. The mistrial, everything, all that is true. And the last known anything was from Zenato's trial in 2016. And there has been nothing, absolutely nothing for like five or six years. No preliminary hearings, nothing. But just recently, they added to the Orange County Superior Court's case calendar uh, the retrial of Zenato. And it's supposed to start on October 11th, 2022. No kidding. Yeah. And on the court calendar, it says that he is in custody. It says that he's remanded. So it doesn't look like he's been released. And now they do have a a new retrial for the mistrial on the books for October 11th of this year. Wow. They were not speedy to get to this at all. (laughs) No. And they still have. I mean, obviously, COVID was in the middle of it, too. But like. Yeah, but this was like like four years before COVID. That's what I'm talking about. Like, they were just like, nah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Right. And it's not on the forefront of our mind. Thanks. Right. And Gabino has still never been tried. So he's been in jail since 2011, and he's never gone to trial. (laughs) Is that legal? I don't know. The only thing I could think is that he's the one that's postponing it, because you have a right to a speedy trial. Like, that feels... yeah. That's kind of why I asked. Yeah, but I did see on, like I said, on the court's calendars, a pre-trial hearing is set for Gabino on September 30th of this year. And it also says that he is still in custody. So I wonder if there had to be like some kind of appeal done or like I don't in know. between lawyers or what was going on there. That's just really strange for it to be lasting that long. Yeah, I I literally there's nothing like even on all the like history of what's going on with this case on the on the court's calendars, all the arraignments, everything that's like listed, it like all stops in 2016. And there's like been nothing from 2016 until this and now there's these new dates for the new trials. So, I don't know what they like got lost for like 6 years. <laughs> well, I don't know. If if there's two people that get lost in the system for 2 years, it's okay that it's these guys, right? You know, they already admitted to it, so Yeah. I just thought the court part of this case is really troubling. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, we know who killed her. There's been no justice and she's still unidentified. So this whole thing is 
not great. It's absolutely bonkers that they know who killed her, but they don't know who she is that they killed. Yeah. And they still haven't gone to trial for killing her. Right. And it's been 13 years. Whoa. Well, I mean, Zanato went to trial and it was a mistrial, but he hasn't been retried. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This case is actually, because I remember hearing about it and stuff, but obviously I haven't been following it. This is a lot more interesting than I had any idea about. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out pictures of these shoes that are pretty unique or the composite sketch or anything like that, go to our Instagram and see if you recognize her. Like we said at the beginning, guys, also, if John and Jane Doe cases interest you or get your wheels turning like they do ours, like we're going to be starting a TikTok series about some of these Jane Doe cases that don't have enough for a full episode. Like they don't have killers who confess and then don't go ever go to trial. Yep. Come check out our TikTok for the latest John and Jane Doe <laughs> cases. And lots of other fun stuff. We're sharing lots of other stuff. We're lots of fun other stuff on there too now. Well, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, we're getting it going. So awesome. Well, hey, this was really interesting. Thank you for sharing it with me again and going into much more detail than I realized I needed. This was awesome. And I can't wait to come back out there again and try to find the next set of dead bodies with you. Yeah, you gotta come back because you left your metal detector and your magnet. I know. I gotta get back. Christine was rushing me out the door. I had to, I just forgot. <laughs> That's okay. Now I have two magnets. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can make Matt go. He'll be real happy with me for for leaving it there. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Well, I hope you have a good week. I hope so too. We'll talk to you later. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.